Welcome. This is the Life Dragons Today Fight audio series. I'm Karen Broadhead with Life Changing Services, and I'm here with Julie. And Julie is so wonderful, and we appreciate her so much. And mothers who know, I've had Julie in some of my Eternal Warriors classes, and uh, what's really cool about her is she, the way she came here, is she's married to one of our clinicians. And He's such a cool, a cool guy, and it's just been really fun to get to know her through Mothers You Know. And so, Julie, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and your family, maybe your background, what makes you the awesome gal you are. Thank you so much. It's such a privilege to be able to to share these things and to to be a part of this and we just first off, we just appreciate you so much Karen and everything that you do we've often said you're you're the backbone of the company but I think you're actually the heart of the company <laughs> you are so important in everything you're doing and it has changed our lives so much there's so many things and we'll get to that um, real quick background Greg and I've been married for 30 years and I um I started off in my education in college in psychology. I never graduated. I never had a desire to graduate or be a professional. My desire was to be a, a stay-at-home mom. But I was always so interested in um, in that whole field. And I, I realize now that my spirit has been trying to just help me to learn over the years how to how to master the flesh, how to how to gain dominion over my body. And I think that's why I was so interested in that whole field and kind of the self-help thing and just, you know, how do we, how do we improve? How do we become the best version of ourselves? And so that was really interesting to me. And, and when I married Greg, he had an interest in that too. And he started off as a seminary teacher. He was a full-time seminary teacher for 20 years. And CES is really big on pushing their employees to further their education. So he ended up with a couple of master's degrees in the field of psychology and ended up getting, you know, uh, becoming a counselor, which he really hadn't thought he would do. He thought, I'm going to be a seminary teacher forever and ever. Amen. And, and that was it. But he did do a little counseling on the side in his career. And I sort of became like a single mom for a lot of years <laughs> between education and him having two jobs. And that was a really great, interesting experience. But point is, we both shared this passion for how do we gain dominion over, over these bodies and, 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 you know, be what Heavenly Father wants us to be? How's, how, what's the best way to do that? And, and when you study psychology in the world, you get a lot of worldly philosophies. And we could tell early on that those philosophies of the world and of men were not, were not good and, in fact, were dangerous. A lot of them were dangerous because they, they kind of tended to, make you more focused on yourself and what you want to do and, and uh, maybe not necessarily on the things Heavenly Father wants us to do. And so we recognized that early on, thank goodness for he did too much damage I think, <laughs> as a counselor, but um, you know, you, you kind of, you come across some crazy philosophies and, and so it became this quest for me whenever I, I, I continued my education through my marriage, just, you know, on my own, I just would read and, or, you know, listen to great um, speakers and teachers and, and just gathered in every, everywhere I could. I love that. And I found myself always trying to translate what I had read and learned into gospel terms. One of our favorite books, one that he still uses in counseling is 
Bonds That Make Us Free by C. Terry Warner, who is LDS, who he, he started the BYU think tank, the Arbinger Institute, and he's awesome. Everything he's as it does, I just love. But it is it's just straight gospel principles, but it's not written in gospel terms, which is good for the world. Like everyone can read it and, and gain good things out of it. But I spent a lot of time trying to rewrite a, a summary of that in gospel terms. And I just felt like, gosh, this just really takes us in through the back door of the gospel and helps us see it in a whole different light. And so I started seeing gospel uh, principles in a different light and, and find, found that I was doing that in a lot of areas of what I was learning and studying. And so Greg and I, whenever we'd go on date nights, it seemed like 90% of what we would talk about is the things we were learning and these, these great, powerful principles that are helping people and how is it helping people and, and his clients, you know, names and faces are completely confidential, but he, but we would talk about scenarios like what, what about this situation? What about this experience? What about this challenge? You know, what would we do? And so we were always working together and, and talking about these things. And we love that. That's our passion. And, and he's very passionate about what he does. And he, he loves to just always, you know, draw from, from whatever, whatever we're learning. And, and um, so we always shared that passion together and that's helped us a lot. And that's brought us a lot closer together, but long story short, and this is all on Greg's, a lot of this is on Greg's bio, um, our, our experience. So I won't spend too much time, but briefly after 20 years of seminary, we both, we got the strongest, just like daily inspiration. We got a big revelation that every day, this confirmation of this revelation that we were, going to make a big change that he was no longer going to be in CES. He was going to be doing something different that had to do with healing lives using gospel principles. And that's all the heavenly father gave us. And he, and we would get, we had blessings over the years from bishops and, and things. And it was always the same message, be patient and prepare. And so we continued to gather in and, and learn and, and, and practice, try to practice what we learned and um, took us three and a half years after he put in an early, took an early retirement from CES. And then we ended up at a admission prep ranch in Northern Arizona and then another boys ranch down in Southern Arizona. And all the while we continued to learn and, and grow and, and gather these great truths and, and practice them. And meanwhile, we had six kids and our, our oldest son, Tyler, ended up having a lot of serious addictions and that was a tremendous uh, challenge and learning experience for our family uh, helped us drove us to learn more and to practice and, and oh, I'm sure we made so many mistakes on that poor kid, <laughs> but it was, it was a great learning experience for us. And we, we drew really close together as a family, and we had a really strong, close relationship with Tyler, even throughout all of these challenges. He always knew he could talk to us and, and shared a lot with us and, and, you know, what worked and what didn't. And really, ultimately, every time he would come close to anything that looked like recovery, it was because he was living gospel principles. He was practicing those things. And as a result of his addictions and subsequent crimes and things, you know, theft and things like that, that the addict tends to get into to mm -hmm. support that addiction, you know, he'd end up in jail and, and one thing or another, he ended up homeless for a while on the streets by his choice. He wanted to do that. He wanted to live this life without, you know, worldly possessions and things, but he rubbed shoulders with a lot of people learned a lot, but he was also, he also 
uh, ended up getting a lot of counseling, went to a rehab program, different things that he was inundated with a lot of those philosophies of the world. And we saw the damage that they did after he came out of a $20,000 rehab. He, he was anti-Mormon and anti-family. And that was devastating to us. And it was supposed to be kind of a, you know, an LDS based thing. I think he got kind of a screwy counselor in there that just those philosophies of the world. And we saw the dangers of that took him a long time to get over that. And that was, that was infuriating um, and frustrating, but he did, he ended up coming around. He finally came around and figured it out. But point is we, we've seen firsthand how the gospel heals lives and how we feel like it's really the, the ideal and, and the only true way to really recover fully. I mean, when uh, someone can be uh, clean can be sober, but that's not, that's not the end, you know, sobriety isn't everything. And, and I knew, I knew Tyler's personality. I know my personality. Sobriety is not enough, mm-hmm. not enough just to be sober. We have to have that the base of the gospel. So I was just going to say, it makes me think of Elder Packer's quote that's so popular about the study of the gospel will change behavior faster than the study of behavior. Yes. That became our, our theme. That was like, we, we clung to that and we believed that with all of our hearts and we would even run into LDS counselors every once in a while that would kind of like, yeah, yeah, that they don't, they really don't get it. They really don't understand, you know, that, that doesn't work for everybody. And my thought, my feeling was, our feeling was, well, it does. It does work. We just have to figure out how it works and how we can practice it in a way that it works. And if it's not working, there's something there's something wrong there because it does work. <laughs> the gospel works. It really does work in, in every situation, in every with every person, if it's truly applied. Anyways, that's my philosophy. That's my feeling. That's been my experience. But um, in 2013, Tyler had been married for six months to a wonderful, just an angel, this amazing woman whose love helped pull him out of these addictions. And they, he got really active in the church and things were good. And she had three kids that think of him as his, you know, their, their father and they love him. And, but at the end of that six months, he started to relapse. He started to have some problems again. And started to go downhill rather quick. And by the end of that month, he had he had passed away. Not spe- not specifically from the addiction, but he um, he got in a, a four wheeler accident on uh, on his way to church on Mother's Day. Roll it rolled and ran into a tree, and he was killed instantly. And that was obviously devastating. But we were so blessed, not only because of the principles that we had learned over the years that supported us through that time that, that drew us closer to the Lord, but just straight up personal revelation that filled in some holes and, and filled in the the questions and, and things that we had about, about that whole situation. And we knew at that time that Heavenly Father in his wisdom took him home knowing that that six months was as, as good as it was going to get. That was all that he could do. And we came to see, addiction as it can be kind of like a, a disability mm-hmm. and it for him it had it really had disabled him and that was as good as it was going to get and it was as much as he could do and things were going to get really bad if he had a stayed anyways at that time 
we moved to the to the second boys ranch in, in southern Arizona. We were there for two years, and that was a whole different ranch experience from the mission prep ranch. It was not an LDS ranch run by an LDS man, a good man, and, and it, it's a good program, but it was hard because being a secular program, we couldn't talk about the gospel, couldn't talk about the atonement, and our feeling was how can you really heal uh, without the atonement? And these poor young men had been through so much. But during our stay, at the, toward the end of it, and I, and I kind of knew when we went down there, I knew this is going to be like a mission. This is going to be, it's going to be hard, but it's going to be short. We're going to be there for two years, and that's probably going to be it. And, and we really, I think we moved almost to the day, two years, mm-hmm. and uh, came up here. But what happened was toward the end of, of our stay down there, we met the Dilly family in Nogales, Arizona. And uh, husband was a bishop, Bishop Dilly of the Nogales ward down there. And the wife, Camille, we got together because we had been homeschooling and she had homeschooled and our kids had met at a youth conference. And um, we just, we connected, we clipped and she wanted to get together. And I was kind of like in a place where I really, you know, just, I just wasn't feeling really social. I think there was a lot working against us getting together because Satan knew how big this was. I wasn't going to, I almost didn't go, but we went out to dinner with the Dillies, Greg and I, and all she could talk about was this book by Maurice Harker, like dragons did they fight. And, and that was like the bulk of the conversation that night was about this book and these principles she was learning. And we were like, what? Whoa, this is, this is exactly what we believe and what we've been trying to teach and promote. This is, this is totally what we're looking for. And we've never seen a company that's, you know, under the, under the uh, canopy of, you know, therapy and counseling that, is bold enough to to set aside the the philosophies of the world and and talk like this. I mean, they, you know, this was spiritual stuff, and it was fighting Satan and and how we do it. And that that had been our that had been our thing for years. We'd been learning about this. Heavenly Father had been teaching us these things, and like, wow, these people talk like we do. <laughs> this is like this is awesome. We got it. And I told Greg that night, I'm like, you got to call this guy, Maurice. You're going to work for him. you got to get involved in this. This is what, this is everything you've been prepared for is this. And he's like, yeah, it sounds really good. I read the book like overnight and he was working 74 hours a week at this ranch and getting paid. We were living at poverty level and it was, it was like a mission and it was awesome. It was great. But he finally found time to read the book and he, you know, got a few chapters and he's like, okay, where's the phone call on this guy? <laughs> I got to talk to him. This is amazing. I got to be a part of this. And so on top of his 74 hour weeks, he started doing groups. He got trained and, and, uh, you know, had a good talk with Maurice and, and started doing a couple groups down there. And I'm like, Greg, we got to We, we got to just jump in. This is, and he's like, I know. And he's so loyal and, and, and bless his soul that his good buddy was running this ranch and he was going through some serious uh, physical ailments and problems. So Greg was kind of running the ranch. And so he wanted to kind of make sure he was taken care of and take our time to, to wrap that up and, and make sure that, that things were set down there, that he wasn't going to leave him high and dry. But just as soon as we could, we packed up and we, we just came up here and we thought, you know, and we've done this so many times where the Lord's directed us to do something and we didn't know beforehand where we were going or what we we're going to do, but we just knew we needed to do it. And, and uh, so we, we came up a couple weeks earlier, found a place to rent and 
So we at least have that this time. <laughs> and we just came up and, you know, we had nothing and we just kind of thought this is, this is just where we need to be. Heavenly father just really directed us and, we came up here and, and tried to just go by the spirit. I had an idea about where we wanted to be. We wanted to be closer to the south end of Utah County out in the country because that's what we do. We like to be in the country. We've always been in the country and had space. We wanted to be down there closer to Payson. But Heavenly Father kept saying, no, it's going to be in the Lehigh area. <laughs> and so we ended up in Lehigh. And that's where he established his office. And now we're in Saratoga Springs. But that's kind of a nutshell of us and how we found you guys, how we found life changing services. Yeah. And so when you got here, I know that we were all, you know, none of us really knew Greg very well. And we were all just so excited because this guy, he had a fire under him and he loved what we did so much. He would talk about our program and really created a bunch of energy and started so many groups that he just created from the ground up just by speaking to people about the program and saying, Hey, this works. This is so awesome. And so we would, we were watching thinking, we don't, we've never seen a clinician create so many groups so fast. (laughs) So he's really good with people and has a loving heart and personality. But anyway, that was neat to notice. So while he was creating all of his groups and you were here, something that was so fun was that you thought some of the things in our company were a benefit for you. What did you find? Oh, my goodness. Well, the first thing was, you know, obviously the book, when we read the book, we we read it with the family, and we started implementing it as a family. And so we were all keeping calendars, and we were all, we were all doing it together, and we found that it really helped. And then we had a son that wanted to get involved with the program teenage son. And so he, he got into Greg's groups and, and he loved that. That benefited him a lot. And then I found you somehow, how did I, I don't even know, but I, I found the, uh, you know, warrior mother, or, well, mothers who know and warrior mothers who know groups. And I, I started getting in on those, on, on those weekly. And then I would just, I, for that first few months, I just immersed myself in the recordings, the recorded classes. And those were, oh my goodness, those were amazing. They were life-changing, literally life-changing to me. I mean, here I, I learned all these things. I've been studying these things all my life. But it helped organize it all and, and put it into the proper perspective for me and give me instruction that I did I did not yet have. And it gave me new knowledge. And uh concepts and principles specifically for what is my role as a mother? How can I best support my, not only my son in the program, but my whole family, my kids, and even my husband and others. How, what, what is my role? How can I best help support others in coming back to the savior and finding the savior and in, and in, you know, being the best that we can be specifically for the kids that I was struggling with at the time, half of my kids have, have experienced serious addictions and all of us have experienced, you know, challenges in trying to overcome our own natural man desires and passions, appetites, all those things. It, it, this, this was so helpful and powerful in just reorganizing my mind and my thoughts and my way of being 
so that I was a lot more clear on uh, what my role was, especially with my son at the time, because he was really struggling. It was a hard move for him. He left a lot of friends and he was just so displaced here. And it took me out of that role of being the mom who wants to just tell you how to do it and fix it right now mm-hmm. <laughs> to just being that atmosphere angel, which Karen, you're such, you're so gifted at that. That's just a gift that you have. And I, I pray every day, help me to have that gift. I mean, I'm trying to learn from Karen how to be an atmosphere angel. And you do such a good job in teaching those principles, how to be an atmosphere angel. And that, that helped me be really on purpose with that. And, um, just be a cheerleader for my son back off as the mom who knows it all. And who's trying to tell you how to fix it. Just be a cheerleader. I've already taught him. He knows these things. If, if he needs to know more, he'll ask, or if there's something I need to tell him, spirit will tell me, but I just learned to kind of shut my mouth more and just be that atmosphere angel, that cheer cheerleader. And the dynamic of our relationship changed my son. And this was all perfectly orchestrated as everything is in our lives. At the time that I found you, and the mother's programs, my son went down to Arizona for about six weeks and stayed with a really good family, super good family who took him in and just kind of helped him. Uh, He's trying to get his GED. You know, we were homeschooled. And so bishops were telling us, well, he's going to need a GED, even though technically he had was going to graduate from homeschool. We needed to have a piece of paper that said, you know, and he, oh, he has it, it, school and tests and all that w- were a real stress for him. That was really hard. So he went down there to study and they, and they helped him a lot. But that was a gift for me because it created some space. He was gone for a while and he was good. He was in a good space. But I had the space to just reset, to listen to those recordings and show up at the, at the weekly live online meetings and to just soak it all in and just just try to immerse myself in it and just marinate in that and just kind of go, okay, I've got to reset my whole way of being. When he comes back, it's got to be different. And that little break helped us kind of break the gridlock that we had been in, which was so not like us. That wasn't our relationship. He's my sweet little man. He's just always been so precious, but bless him. Satan had worked. It was working so hard on him because he's so valiant and so good that, you know, he, he was, he was a threat to Satan's kingdom. So Satan was trying to shut him down and he was trying to, um, to stop our relationship because our relationship's always been a powerful thing. And anyway, so by the time he came back, I was a different mom and not perfect by any means, but I had started to practice these things. And I think it moved me up a level somewhere along those, uh, along that time frame. I also joined, uh, your eternal warriors class eternal warriors. And that was also life-changing really just gave me that extra added focus to really solidify those principles and really get clear about those principles and make myself accountable, keep myself accountable. And, um, in a way that would give me time to practice, to literally help to create neural pathways, new neural pathways, abandon the old ones, you know, break those old habits, create new ones, And so I was a different mom when he came home and Mm -hmm. our relationship was able to start on a new plane and, and it was good, still challenging for sure. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I had more of the tools that I needed. And since that time with that and a lot, a lot of uh, really 
what's the word, intense prayer, the kind of prayer, all, all the energy of my soul, where I'm just like every particle of my being is just, you know, agonizing over this, this boy and others in my family who are also struggling. I saw miracles start to happen and he's now at a point where, you know, he's, he's headed in a, in a better direction and he's got, uh, yeah, good things are happening. It took time though. And it is still going to take some time. And, and I, but I learned to be not only patient, but to just to not panic and just mm-hmm. calm and just go, go, it is all going to be okay. In the end, this is not the end of the world. This moment is not forever. Things are going to be okay. And we're all going through what we need to go through. We're all on our perfect path to perfection. We're all on our perfect journey and it's okay. I don't need to stress about this. You know, what's the very worst that's going to happen? I, I saw the very worst happen with my oldest son and it still worked out. Okay. In fact, amazingly, my oldest son, who's now on the other side of the veil, is doing amazing work. We, we've had, we know this. He's happy. He's free. And regardless of the hardships in his life and, and looking at this situation, this scenario that would, you'd, you'd say, oh, that's the very worst case scenario. That's like a, one of the worst things that could ever happen. It happened. And it's okay. He's okay. And I have the confidence in me that, Heavenly Father takes care of everything and that, you know, we just keep doing what we need to do. And the Savior is powerful to save. His mercy is so far reaching. We can't even fathom. There's just nothing so horrible we can do on this earth that he can't fix and heal. And that gives me the confidence to just relax, be calm and know that, None of these things are going to absolutely destroy my kids. They're going to learn from it. I'm learning from it. And ultimately, in the end, we grow closer and they'll figure it out. But you have given me the tools that I needed to weather these storms and to hopefully be the best kind of support that I can be so that I'm not adding to their stress and their their problems and challenges and creating, you know, contentious relationships but we're I'm I'm being now a support that's that's how I I feel I feel like I'm a better support I'm a better mother and better wife I'm a better person because of these programs and I'm just so grateful it's affected our whole family truly that's so cool when I was getting to know your husband he would tease me and say we didn't run into each other very often because he didn't work close to the office, but whenever we'd run into each other, he would tease me and, and say, you are inside my head. I know you. <laughs> and I'd think, what are you talking about? And he'd say, my wife is listening to you, and I'm always hearing you all over my house. Yeah. That was cute and very kind. It's so true. My whole family knows you and knows your voice. And <laughs> it, well, you, you did. You became the voice in my head for so long, and it was so awesome to have that I I needed that because you know as mothers sometimes we're the ones we're the voice in other people's heads and but we need a voice in our head that's a good voice that we can trust that we know that yeah that's I know that's Karen I can rely on what she's saying not that and we always obviously check it with the Lord we always make sure sure that you know we don't just blindly follow a person but but truly everything I feel like everything I've learned from you has been so inspired and um 
so helpful. And I, so my youngest is nine years old. It goes from nine to 29. Tyler would have been 29 this year. So we have a big span, but she's, you know, she's learning to, to win her mood battles and the, these things that are being uh, reinforced through life-changing services, through everything that Greg's doing, everything that you're doing with the mothers, these principles, we're teaching them to our kids. We are, we're purposely teaching them, trying to live them so that, you know, they learn. And, and so at nine years old, she's, she's going, I have a real struggle with these mood battles. Like I'm, you know, she, yeah, she can blow up. And then, and she has a great example for that. I can do the same thing. <laughs> And I've unfortunately have had my own mood battles over the years. I've had, I've struggled with, I've struggled with depression. I've had some anxiety. I've had anger issues, all these kind of things. So it's been a lifelong journey to, for me to figure out how to manage all that. But yeah. I'm so grateful. I get to pass this on to my kids and they get to learn it a lot younger than I did. It took me a long time to even recognize, Oh, I have a problem. And then another 20 years to try to figure it out. <laughs> and another 20 years to try to like practice it. So I'm hoping that's put some ahead of the game, but she's really happy that she gets to know these things. And we always talk about the movie war room. We love war room. So awesome. Yeah. And watching a little clip from the video of that the other day. And they, I love it because they teach everything in there. A lot of the things that, that you mm -hmm. teach the mothers and that, that are being taught in life changing services and, the, and sons of Helaman and men of Moroni, um, the daughters of light programs they teach how to how to fight the adversary and she learned some some great principles that they were or they were kind of reinforced kind of through the visual aid of how to win these mood battles so that's huge to me to see it affecting my kids at such a young age and I've got a teenage daughter and that's that's always challenging it's such a challenging time to be a, especially nowadays to be a teenage girl for sure, for and, sure. Like, and then young adult daughters that are navigating their own challenges and I'm telling you I I don't know I I mean I'm just so grateful I don't know where I'd be without all this but I, I know that Heavenly Father leads us to these things so that we we can have what we need and I've I've met so many wonderful people to have that support every week through the mothers groups is amazing I mean you'd think going through having a little background in psychology and studying all my life and having a husband who's a clinician who was a seminary teacher, you'd think on the outside, Oh, well you should have it together. You know, you should totally have it together. But it's amazing how I think those that, that should have it together, you know, again, I think Satan, Satan doesn't play fair. He fights dirty and he, he singles us out. I think the ones that are trying to proactively, you know, be an annoyer and a disturber to his kingdom. He's, he's on us big time. So we have a lot of challenges. And I guess with all the mothers in the group, they are all cream of the crop women. They are amazing elect women. And they are, I believe they're having these challenges because they're so amazing. And because they're such a threat to Satan's kingdom, he's on them. And so we're all in the same boat. We're all trying really hard to do what we need to do on this earth and to fulfill our missions and build this kingdom. And it's so beautiful to come together with all these women who are on that same plane and who are trying and that's their desire and they want to be good moms, but we're all going through these challenges and we all share and 
my goodness, the inspiration that comes through these mothers is amazing. I may have notebooks filled with these inspirations. And then to have Maurice come on the first class of every month is such a gift, such a blessing. He is so inspired and I'm so, so grateful. And that was one of the things that we were so impressed with was this man he really actually, he, he, practiced, he practices these things. He does what it takes to keep himself in a place where he's able to receive revelation and inspiration to help many people. And yeah. to see a person who has purposely put himself in that position, that was so inspiring. Not a perfect man. Yeah. So he had his own challenges. That's so inspiring to me yeah. because he's doing it. He's doing the work. And because he is, he's blessing so many people. And he has the gift of... Um, being able to communicate very clearly, very succinctly the things that we need to know as mothers. I got the gift of words. He's got good words. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) I agree. He's been a great mentor to me. Yeah. Julie, I'm so, so thankful for your testimony. So grateful for your kind words and for your efforts, knowing a little bit more of the behind story of your family and what you and Greg have have created with your family and gone through. It is, it's amazing what a valiant covenant keeping woman you are and how your testimony has been such a strength in your life. I appreciate your time and you sharing it with us and for, yeah, just being who you are. You add so much to our mothers who know group and it means the world to us. So thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything you do. You're such a blessing to so many people. Thank you.